there a, was there a moment, like a practice or a meeting or anything like that, where you felt things kind of turned for you guys the last couple of weeks, where you kind of noticed that the team was locked in or kind of turning a corner? Nope. Coach, are there any scenarios where you would make a change at quarterback if, if, if you thought it would give the team a better chance to win? Right now, no. Do you think it's hard to keep players from getting frustrated against an offense like Buffalo when you're not incredibly aggressive through the air? I don't know. You'd have to ask them. I didn't get like hit in the balls, but like, I just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. This is phenomenal. I'm not. I can't even do my job. Oh my at the god! Moment. I can't do it. Yeah. UNLV should they go to we've a ball got, game? We've man? got 90 seconds left in this. Ghana, I'm waiting for Akron and Buffalo game. to kick off. That's right. Uh, very important. Oh, I know what I need to tell you guys. The United States is beating Netherlands, and it's not going to be close. Um, you want a fun story? This is from Ad. Maybe it's Ad. This is from Ad, a newspaper in the Netherlands. Uh, Louis van Gaal, who's the manager of the Dutch team, won't tell the media how many of his players are sick. What? But they, the flu is apparently going around the, the Netherlands. Netherlands team. Uh, one of their best players, Louis van Gaal. Oh, that's, that's the manager, Frankie de Jong. Uh, he said a couple of days ago, he's like, yeah, I got a sore throat, uh, runny nose and all that. Another player also said that he feels sick as well. Uh, so the Dutch team might be very sick when we play them. They're going to be out of gas in the 75th minute. Sucks. It's going to be great. I picked the other team. <sighs> Stop doing that. So I thought you weren't allowed to pick. But here's <laughs> here's the soccer. best here's the best part of this story in this Dutch newspaper. I'm just going to read what they what they wrote. The temperature in Doha during the World Cup is around 86 degrees Fahrenheit during the day but drops to about 73 degrees in the evening. The temperature in the stadiums is always about 60 degrees due to the air conditioning that is present everywhere. Due to the significant temperature differences, many journalists, but also players, complain about sore throats and colds. It was already known that the Dutch midfielders Frankie de Jong and Martin de Roon were not feeling well, they already told about complaints of their sore throat. Uh, so they're now blaming the it's air conditioning too cold in the stadiums. in f- the freaking Middle East. So, but here's the thing. Did you guys hear those temperatures? It's 86 yeah. during the day. It's 73 at night. And in the stadium, it's 60. That's not an extreme temperature no. change. Especially, what, what's the average temperature in the Netherlands? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would not like, okay. 60 degrees is a little cold to be indoors. I get it, but like, it's not cold. That's not an extreme temperature change to actually no. get a cold, is it? 86 no. to 60? When you go from here to Buffalo in the winter <laughs> and you get off the plane, then you can get cold, then you can get sick. The average temperature in winter is three degrees Celsius. This is like 20 degrees Celsius, I think, if I'm doing the math right there. So. Not like I don't know. I'm I'm a little surprised that we're taught. Like I I thought it was going to be oh the temperature change and it's, it's going like to be like 30 40 degrees. Yeah, and it's 23 degrees, which I don't know. Maybe somebody out there smarter than me and is like ah this is what it is. Um, by the way, Uruguay has a free kick in the 100th minute. This is almost certainly going to be the last play of the game. They have to score to advance. If not, South Korea goes through. And on goal, there we, we go. Saved it.
And that, I believe, is going to be it. Ah, they're still playing ah. for a minute. Maybe. Maybe they still got a chance. Uh, I doubt it, though. I think the ref's about to blow the whistle. There it is. It's over. Uruguay is out, despite winning today. South Korea with a stoppage time goal. Is your guy still Portugal. crying? That's Louis. He's on TV right now. Phenomenal. Can't even see his face. He's buried in a jersey. Uh, I do not feel bad for him one bit. Not at all. That is one of the best moments of the tournament is Luis Suarez crying on the sideline. It's show, show Korea fans. Oh, the yeah, other, they do the need other to cut to venue. That. Huh? Oh, they're furious. What are they mad about? Oh, the Uruguayan players are going to fight the refs. Oh, they're all over the refs. Oh, that yellow card's going to do a lot of good. What are they What are they mad oh about? Oh, my God. He is furious. Jesus. I don't even know what they're mad about. There wasn't even like a... I guess there was... He went to VAR to review one penalty earlier in the game, but that was like 40 minutes ago. Oh, this is great. This is phenomenal. One I kid sitting on the grass that. saying, come on, stop it. Oh. We lost. It's over. The World Cup is great. The fans. I cannot get enough. If What's you're just weirdness? joining us, we are watching TV. What's oh, this yeah. weirdness? Am I supposed to do my job? No. I want to watch the World Cup Look instead. At this. this is great. Can't get enough. This, uh, I, I can't get enough of this. If the United States cannot play during our show uh, because they play at 7 a.m. on a Saturday, and then every game they would play after that is either at 11 a.m. or on a weekend, uh, even if they went all the way to the World Cup final, uh, so, but Jared, just so you know, if we, if the United States did play, I would, uh, be sick that day or just take a PTO day. What, why don't you just do the show and just do it badly? I can't. I'm, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm do, I is, almost didn't come back from the rejoin because I was watching. I said, I said, do it in. badly. We're watching television. It's, it's like, it's better than nothing. <laughs> okay. In the world of college It's football, better than greenie. Uh, Ed, I need your help on this one. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Missouri is not going to play no. Kansas in a bowl What's game. What's happening what? there, Missouri? Who's running that show at Missouri? So there, what, do you know what bowl game it was? There was a bowl game that wanted to put Kansas against Missouri. The border war. Yes, which was a big rivalry in the Big 12. Missouri leaves for the SEC, so it is not a rivalry uh, that's played every year now. Um, but Missouri said no to this. Brett McMurphy of Action Sports. It won't be happening. Missouri is apparently, apparently this uh, uh, story is, Missouri is scared of Kansas in football this season. <laughs> According to Murphy's report, the Tigers didn't want to play the Jayhawks, which means the matchup won't happen. Kansas, who's also eligible for the first time since 2008, was reportedly not opposed to playing Missouri in the Liberty Bowl. Why? What are we doing here? Desiree Reed-Francois, what are we doing here? Why on earth would you not want to play Kansas in your bowl game? An industry to source Tom McMurphy. Now we have six and six teams deciding who to play in bowls. What a world it is. What a world. Why don't they want to play them? Okay. Bowl games in college football are fun because it's more football during the middle of the day during like the holiday season. It's great. I love every minute of it. But if you're Missouri, who six and six? Who cares? If you go and play the ninth best team in the Big Ten in some bowl game this year. Right. Right? Like, who cares? But if you were to play one of your biggest rivals, who you don't play every year because you left the conference. They haven't played the Border War since 2011. That is incredible. That is as fun as it can get for a 6-6 yeah. and six team in a bowl game. It's, uh, talk about a way to fire your kids up. Why is everybody afraid of fun? I don't understand. 
Like UNLV football, well, they fired their coach, so maybe not. But UNLV football should have been on a bus to New Mexico State this weekend. Yes. To go play yes. this game. They should have gone and played yeah. them in that. They should have played Tony right. Sanchez. Yes, they should now, have played Tony Sanchez. Now they Sanchez. fired their coach, so I can kind of understand why you well, wouldn't put the team with a fired well, coach on the bus. That's not like you can even say they don't have his number. They still have Tony's <laughs> number. <laughs> but, like, everybody hates fun, apparently. We almost let the Rose Bowl stop a 12-team playoff from happening. Almost, we let the Rose Bowl have I'd the love, final say. I'd absolutely love McMurphy. Only he only said that Missouri doesn't want to play them. I want to know why. I want to know what the reason is behind you. Have it's not like you had recent uh, upheaval in a game last year. You know, there's a brawl or something like that. They haven't played. According to the story, they haven't played the Border Wars since 2011. There's nobody around since then. Right. <laughs> Who would still be around that had anything to do with that game? Okay. So two two things here. Number one, if I had to guess, it has to do with Missouri is the one that left the conference. Missouri is the one that effectively ended that rivalry. Okay. And Kansas oh, is decent then this Kansas year. Kansas so should be mad. Yeah. But to your point, who made the final decision for Missouri? Like, why would Desiree Reed Francois, the athletic director, care that much about playing Kansas in a bowl game? Where was she in 2011? Like, Virginia Tech? Like, she wasn't at Missouri, and no, she, wasn't she wasn't here, here yet. Here. Like, why would she care about Missouri playing Kansas in a bowl game? So I, I have a hard time believing she would have said no to that. Their head coach is Eli Drinkowitz, who some guy got a raise for going 6-6. Six and six. Uh, He wasn't there. I don't know what his history is. Does he care about playing Kansas? Like, who is there, like, some powerful booster at Missouri that was like, absolutely not, we cannot play Kansas? And if so, tell that guy to go away. It's it can't even be because they're in, one's in the SEC, one's not, it can't even be because That's, Eli is worried about recruiting. No, I mean like because of the board award and losing kids. It can't be anything to do with that. I don't even know if it has anything to do with football. I think honestly, I think there's got to be a booster somewhere that's like I don't want to play go. Kansas. I don't want to go to the Liberty Bowl. It, there's there's a booster <laughs> that thinks like you with the Padres, Ed, who the worst <laughs> thing in the world is the Dodgers losing the Padres. There's got to be some important booster. Who thinks who the is, worst thing in the world is to lose right, the border war. Who's like, I'd rather lose to five and seven UNLV in Mobile, Alabama, than even consider oh. the thought of playing and losing to Kansas. See the Rebels in Missouri? Why not? Oh, man. Oh, my God. Match that one up. Rebels upset. <laughs> Loser gets Marcus Arroyo. No, no, no. If the Rebels win and then they still, it's just like, man, we fired the guy that you like. <laughs> <laughs> Would be great. I just, I hate when people hate fun. I, it's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. Also, uh, in the world of college football, UAB is hiring Trent Dilfer. Why? To be their head coach. Uh, Trent Dilfer has coached at the high school level. It's like three seasons, I believe it is. What's going on there? Why? I mean, is this like the new cool thing? When the U, when UNLV did it, it was absolutely national news. Remember that? Hire the high Sanchez? school coach. Yeah. Um, I think Jerry Faust. Remember Jer- uh, Jerry Faust, Jared, for Notre Dame? He was the high school coach at uh, Moeller High or whatever in Cincinnati. And that was huge news. And Sanchez was huge news. Now with Jeff Saturday and this guy, it's becoming like a common thing to go right. and say, who's in high school? And we'll get that guy to be our Who coach. Who has coached in high school and is currently on television? And 
not very good at coaching high school. I think actually, I think Trent Dilfer's teams were really good. Oh, okay. I I didn't put their records in the rundown, but briefly looking over his Wikipedia page, there was a lot of like eleven and two records, and they played for okay. the state championship or something. But like Jeff Saturdays were not. He, he coached like twice, and they were like five and six or something. But let me let me put it this way: UAB and UNLV are probably in the same tier, right? In terms of Absolutely. the college football world, yeah. What would be the response from UNLV fans to Eric Harper if he hired a guy off of UNLV or off of ESPN who had never coached above the high school level? I mean, think about the response if he hires one of these former UNLV guys everyone wants to hire. <laughs> oh, my God. Which Randall Cunningham. Just, Randall Cunningham, so, who has more experience as a preacher than he does as a coach. It's just so, well, uh, don't get me started on, on some of these tweets. And, All right, uh, I got a name. I got a name. That they should hire him because he's Johnny Stanton. Johnny Stanton. That's oh, what I God. said. Bring him on. Johnny Stanton. No. Johnny Stanton. I just, Johnny Stanton for head coach, endorsed by the press box. Every time, it's, it's the same. Although, they did go and get a former UNLV player for basketball. Yes. Who had coached basketball. basketball. For quite a while. Right. Yes. Yes. But I mean, it was it was one of these things where everyone thinks. Well, I mean, some of the names thrown out now for this job, guys have coached football and are coaching football. But I'm just of the opinion that you go get a head coach and get this thing turned to where you have legitimacy at the top, and it's a guy who's been head coach and knows what he's doing. The some of the names out there right now, because they might have gone to UNLV, might have been to Las Vegas, or been in from Las Vegas. Can we be serious for once about this job? If I mean I cannot, I know you can't. I still am recommending Art Bryles. <laughs> if he just won an Italian football league uh, championship, if those former head coaches want the job, yeah, like Gary Patterson's a one. name that's been thrown out a lot. If Gary Patterson wants the job, you hire Gary Patterson. He should already be the head coach yeah. of UNLV. He should be coaching in their bowl game in two weeks, or at least in the press box. But I'm not a Hundred percent convinced, Gary Patterson or anybody that has that type of resume wants the job. Who? Where are we getting? And maybe I obviously someone. This is according to someone's sources, so they that's not going to be revealed. But everyone that first day that Arroyo got fired, everyone seemed to come out of the woodwork with Gary Patterson. Like just like it was. It was reported quickly. I don't think it was McMurphy, but someone reported his name right away. And maybe they're just guessing because Gary Patterson's kind of this. He's an assistant at Texas. I don't know really what his job is. I think, you know, the AD at Texas was with him at TCU, really liked him, got him a job with the Longhorns. Now he's an assistant on the sideline. Don't know what he really coaches. Um, he's, not allowed he, to coach. he's not allowed to coach. He's a special assistant. He's, okay, yeah, yeah, so he's, he's on the, not he's on the sideline. Role. Yeah, but he's not supposed to um, coach he's not supposed anything. To be coaching. They get in trouble if he does that. So maybe that's why they threw his name out there, a guy who wants to get back in, a guy who wants to be a head coach hmm. again. Um, you're right, though. I mean, if there's any interest in you can – Get him. This thing should be done. He should be hired right now. We should, should be, be at a press conference. Instead, we should be at a press conference during the Buffalo Akron game. They should fly him yes. to Buffalo <laughs> halftime of that game. We're introducing Gary Patterson. He's now coaching Akron for the second half exactly. too to try to get them to a win and get you another bowl game. That's what should happen if Gary Patterson how, wants the job. How much fun would it be if UNLV like sit like? Can they uh, send players? Like yes, like literally underhanded, just like we are. We dude. Toledo, you're winning. Like I Akron. Think, uh, Akron, sorry. Adam Plant's declaring for the NFL draft. He plays one more game before that, and it's for Akron. 
Yes, Doug Brumfield. Yeah, Doug Brumfield, the quarterback. Doug, you in the portal yet? No, he's, he's, he's playing quarterback. You're playing quarterback still, for Akron. Let's go. Quarterback. Austin Adjake, get out there. Kyle Williams, made that great catch. Go catch some from Doug Brumfield. Jacoby Windham, you've been taking off the Michigan State team, but we're bringing you to play for Akron. Buffalo might forfeit the game if Jacoby Windman's <laughs> yeah, exactly. over there. He's just going to beat him up <laughs> at halftime. Who's he going to hit? All right. Coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs. Bischoff's Briefs. Dude, I'm not going to cave in. End of story, dude. Bischoff's Briefs. Dude. 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 Bischoff's Briefs. Dude. Bischoff's Briefs. I guess you've got a point there. Coming up a little bit later, we're going to have tickets to go see Luke Bryan. But right now, you can win a six-foot classic sub from Porta Subs and be entered to win a new Yeti cooler. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. Call it now. Caller number four is going to win a six-foot classic sub from Porta Subs plus be entered to win a new Yeti cooler. Phone number is 702 364 1100 if you want that six-foot sub from Porta Subs and to be entered to win a new Yeti cooler. Caller number four right now will be the winner. Uh, some UNLV basketball because they play San Diego on Saturday. Try to remain unbeaten. But first, note from practice yesterday, Isaiah Cottrell is back in a walking boot? Yes, he was. I was at practice yesterday. So he yes, missed the first six games of the season. He played nine minutes against Life Pacific. Um, conceivably, Isaiah Cottrell could end up starting over David Mawaka if he was healthy or at least provide sort of an offensive option at center for depth. Should we be second-guessing the decision to play Isaiah Cottrell against Life Pacific? I can't second-guess. I'm not a trainer. I'm not a coach. I'm not the kid. Maybe they thought he was fully back. I don't know. I, I hate when we do that stuff like question things that we're really not uh, part of in terms of the discussions of whether to play somebody. So I don't know. I don't, I mean, it doesn't look good now, right? He's already back in the boot. It's not like he played six or seven games and aggravated right. it. He aggravated it after one game. Played nine games in a game that he, they had no need for Life him Pacific to Insurance play. Company. Right. But maybe that's why they wanted to give him back. As an easy to, landing an spot. An easy landing spot. If that's you know? your logic, then you messed up the diagnosis then. Like if the thought was he's good to go. We're going to give him a few minutes against a team that's not going to really challenge it. They messed up the diagnosis then. On whether he should come back or not? Yeah. I mean, if the thought was, let's give him a few minutes against an opponent that's not going to push anything, thinking that he was good to go, they messed up that part of it. Like, it, to me, you don't play him in that game unless he's 100%. Again, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. Maybe yeah. maybe every everything checked out and... For whatever reason, when he went out there, he reaggravated on taking a step or you know cutting or whatever. I mean, uh, I don't, I don't think they would have put him out there if they didn't think he was one hundred percent. I don't. Why would you ever do that? Especially like you said against that team. Yes, that, that team life made Pacific. no sense. And not only life Pacific, but they had a they have a full seven days off before the next game. So if he doesn't right. play in that game, he's got another seven or eight days to heal up, and then maybe he plays against San Diego. So. It's uh, not the greatest look for UNLV in terms of injury management to have a guy play in a game that's meaningless and be hurt again because of it. So we'll see if I, when Isaiah Cottrell comes back. I'd be curious no, to see what the timeline is. Back I mean, in the boot now, yeah. so who knows? I mean, you miss six games, indefinite. you play nine minutes, and then you go you're back out again. I don't know what that timeline, what that ends right. up meaning for a timeline. Now, they play San Diego on Saturday, first road game of the year. 
Uh, San Diego has played a Mountain West team. They lost to Utah State by two in overtime. Um, but here's the most important stat of this game. UNLV's defense is number one in the country in turnover rate. 31% of opponent possessions end in turnovers. San Diego offensively, 36th best in the country at not turning it over. Only 15% of their turnovers end in, or possessions end in turnovers. UNLV's six Division I opponents this year all rank 244th or worse in turnover rate. Now, maybe UNLV deserves a little bit of credit for that, but 244 or worse is horrible. It's terrible. Every team they've played has, has had turnover problems, not just against UNLV. So I'm fascinated to see... Is this a game where UNLV's defense doesn't force they can't 25 turn over. Yeah, turnovers? They can't, they can't turn them over. San, we're not going to walk away from this and be like, oh, San Diego's the ultimate test. No. But, but if UNLV loses this game, this is probably going to be a big reason why. Because they don't force quite enough turnovers, turnovers in this game. So we'll see. Maybe they still get 23 turnovers and we're like, all right, maybe they can do this against anybody they play. But that, that's this is the first team they've played that has a good offensive turnover rate. So curious to see that. I'm also a little interested, and San Diego won't really change this overall. But if you look at UNLV's opponents this year and just their offensive efficiency, here's their ranks. Southern, 249th. Incarnate Word, 348th. Dayton, 111th. High Point, 211. Southern Illinois, 186th. Minnesota, 187th. San Diego's 112th. Now, Dayton's fallen a lot. They were top 100 earlier in the year. But Dayton has not done what UNLV needed no. it to do they in terms three of straight. winning games yeah. after you beat them. But what that means is, uh, and we're still about two months away from Ken Palm rankings being really solidified. These can still change quite a bit. But what that means is UNLV, as great as their defense has been, they have not played a top 100 offense yet this season. And I am a little curious are we overrating their defensive numbers so far this year? Like, are their defensive numbers great because they've played bad teams? I mean, I don't know what Washington State is. They're coming up, USD. I don't know what Hawaii is, but it seems like we're going to see coming up whether that's true or not. Washington State is 65th in offensive efficiency. Okay, well, we'll see then, you know, Um, what that looks like. San Francisco is in the 90s. I can't remember exactly where. So they're going to start getting into some top 100 offenses. But those are the only two uh, on the non-conference schedule. Then they'll get into the conference schedule where they'll play better offensive, better offensive teams, teams than what their non-conference is. So I am a little curious. I, like, I believe this defense is good, mm-hmm. but I, I do, do I do think it's fair to wonder: Are they elite or great, whatever phrase you want to use, or are they good and they've just played bad offensive mm-hmm. teams? I think that might be a realistic scenario for this team, and maybe their defense doesn't always carry them when they play a better offense. The good news for them is they don't play many good offenses before conference play. So the defensive numbers should stay excellent until they start. San Diego State on New Year's Eve, uh, or is it New Year's Day, whatever it is. New Year's Eve. um, That'll be the first good offense that they play. Right. Washington State 65 still isn't a great offense. It's a good offense, but not a great one. San Diego State will be the first one in the top 50 that they probably play. All right, coming up next, Cassie Soto joins the show. Emmy winner Cassie Soto joins Graney and Bischoff on the Press Box. Hey, Cassie, can you, uh, I can't find it on the schedule. When does Mexico play this weekend? Hangs up immediately. (laughs) That's a shame. (laughs) Beep, beep, beep. (laughs) 
Over the last two years, the United States has beaten Mexico in the Nations League final, the Gold Cup final that Cassie was at, me too, and now has been eliminated from the group stage of the World Cup while the United States is playing in the round of 16. What a great two years it's been. Whatever. How's poor Estrus? It was sad. Oh, no. I can't imagine. Yeah, I, I really want, him. more than anything, I wanted the win for him. I just wanted to be a supportive fiance and, you know, really just see him happy. And they failed him. Okay, I've, I've got some important questions here because here's here's what I know so far. He did not get to watch, what was it, their first game because he had to work and couldn't yep. get the day off. And then you sent me a picture of how he was watching the second game and he was sitting on some bar stool watching a television <laughs> that was smaller than the ones they wheeled into middle school to watch a movie. And yeah, then, it's been a rough World Cup for him. How did he watch the third game? Was there a real television involved? Yeah, he did. He did. But the second television, we were invited over to a friend's house. And I mean, the house is beautiful, actually. I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, Tyler, but I put like, my future dream house. It was this house with like plants and all decorated. It's just that the living room was the living room didn't fit the rest of the house. We'll leave it at that. I'll put it this way. It's a bad house. It's the best setup is a so, bar stool in front of a tiny TV. It's, it's No, it was a beautiful house. It's a beautiful house and that's the biggest TV they had. Yeah. Well they spent it all the money on the house. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. It worked out. It was fine. Oh, it did not work out. Mexico is out of the World Cup. What are you talking That's about? true. Freaking yellow cards. What is this? This is the best we can do in 2022. I mean, they gave up a goal, so they didn't go out on yeah, yellow cards. Yeah, I know, I know. They blew it anyways. Still. But I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed counting yellow cards. That is uh, phenomenal oh. entertainment. Buffoonery. You know, and it was so funny. So, like, I'm texting you at the same time I'm in a group chat with, like, my dad and all my uncles and, you know, everybody. And my dad, at the same time... You texted me, Tyler, like that they're still losing on fair play points, and you're texting me all these things. I'm my dad is over here in a separate group chat, like they're gonna win if it ends like this, they're winning. And I was like, well, dad, of fair play points. So I'm like relaying the info you're giving me to my dad and breaking everybody else's hearts. Oh, I I love that so much that I could help yeah. inform the masses that mm-hmm. Mexico was still being eliminated. God, it's yeah. so great. Thanks. It's Thanks. almost it's almost as good as the US advancing and watching Mexico lose. Is it bad I want them to get whooped so bad? Uh they're gonna beat the Netherlands, so you're gonna I be I just want them to get worked in I'm on your side. Well, I don't really Ed. I'm just picking Ed. the Netherlands. I don't want them to get whooped. I don't want that to happen. Oh my god. I Where is hate... the patriotism, <laughs> you communists? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm cheering for Brazil now. I have a really sweet Brazil jacket. That that's where I'm. That's where I'm going next. And if oh. Brazil gets eliminated, then maybe then. All right. So how are you going to feel when the United States beats Brazil in the semis? So terrible. God, that'd be great. I saw. Uh, they I got saw, a guy just named Fred. I saw a uh, <laughs> TikTok, and it was a guy in Qatar. He was asking. I think he was asking Senegal fans, and he said, "Which scenario would you rather have?" Senegal and Ghana both eliminated in the group stage or Senegal makes it to the semis, but Ghana wins the World Cup. And they all were like, oh, both out in the group stage. Cannot have Ghana winning the World Cup. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Who were they asking? Were they asking Suarez this question? Oh, Luis Suarez crying is great. I love that guy. Crying. Um, it's phenomenal. Shirt over his head. 
Yeah, but I would I would 100% take um, the U.S. being knocked out in the group stage if it meant Mexico did not win the World Cup. That would be that would be a nightmare. There's no way that Mexico just, could win the World I Cup. I just told him they're they're waiting until 2026 to win it here in North America. So Cassie, that's fine. Mexico for more years. Mexico's gonna suck in 2024. You know that, right? What what happened? Like, why the big decrease? I don't understand. The United States and Canada started caring about soccer. Yep. (laughs) It's rough out here. It wasn't much of a manager either. He he quit during the press conference. You know how many people, you know how many people, so I tweeted out that like sad picture of me, which is that sad picture from the gold cup, Tyler, where I'm like in a sombrero all sad. Yeah. People were like, are you in Qatar? Like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> you think, I'm in, yes, you think I am. I'm in Qatar and this is the one single photo I posted? <laughs> oh, you should have gone to Qatar. You know uh, Ken Bulky from Sinbin, he's in Qatar. No. Yeah, he, he's been he to all went? three. Yeah, he's been to all three U.S. games. He was at the uh, Portugal-Korea game this morning. What was the price tag on this trip? Yeah, quite a bit. They're actually, uh, he and his wife. Why did he go to Qatar? Why didn't he just wait until four years? But he'll go then too. I'm sure if yeah, he's going to, if probably. he's in Qatar, I'm sure he's he going to go in years. Yeah, and also to be completely honest, it might end up costing more if you want to go to all three U.S. games here than it would mm-hmm. to go to Qatar. Because if you want to go to all three here, you're going to have to like fly to Philly and Seattle and like I don't know Miami or wherever they're going to put him. Like in Qatar, yeah. they're all like 40 minutes by train away from mm-hmm. each other. So once you get to Qatar, it's just a matter of do you have a hotel room and do you have tickets to the game? How so, long was his flight? Do you know? Uh, I know a total of sixteen. Yeah, I think he a said total. he had three meals. Yeah, yeah I, know, I know they ju- they just <laughs> lost a day with the time zone change and like the whatever fifteen hours on the plane. They just completely lost a day. Wow. Yeah. So not fun, That's but I think him. they I think they completely gain a day back when they yeah, come so- back. <laughs> they leave but on wait, Tuesday. Hey, it's he Monday. Still tweeting about Golden Knights? Uh, uh, no, he you... didn't in the beginning, but he has recently. I've okay. seen a few recently. What, have you guys been paying attention? He has like a guest tweeter on oh. his account. Yes. yes. Yeah. So like, oh, is that the Sinbin account then? Yeah, the Sinbin account's been controlled by just random oh. people. Because like, I saw oh. it the other day. I'm like, I thought he wasn't going to tweet. Yeah, like Mark Savard was doing two games ago, and Mark Savard sent approximately 90 tweets during a hockey game, which is oh just. My overkill like (laughs) there are not nine noteworthy things in most games let alone 90 uh so yeah he's had guest guest tweeters i from when i've talked to him i don't think he has any idea what's happening with the golden knights like and i don't i don't think he cares at the moment either because he watched the united states advance the round of 16 unlike mexico Uh, yeah but that's good i knew i shouldn't have answered this call yeah you should have it's a great call therapeutic for you all right. So I'm going to I will go away from this trauma and ask uh, what was your initial reaction when you saw Drew Brees get hit by lightning? So what was he <laughs> I saw the like afterwards and he's like the lightning must I thought I was in a Falcons jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Um there's a I can't remember the name of it, sports betting company that has something called Lightning Bets and they were trying to promote it by putting out a fake video of Drew Brees getting hit by lightning. Yeah. Um, and, I don't really know what was going on there. Right. I mean, it, it worked. Well, I forgot the name of it, so maybe it didn't work, but <laughs> 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 they got some publicity out of it, uh, even though they made people think Drew Brees might be dead in a hospital somewhere. <laughs> Good um, job. Good on them. Yeah, it happened there. Um, all right. Uh, before we let you go, uh, you won trivia again. How many questions did you get right? 
I knew who jo- a Joan Jet song. Oh, okay, cool. Is that it? Can can you tell us what the Joan Jet song is? No, but I knew that it was, there was a woman somewhere in the world named Joan Jet, and I was like, I have a feeling this is her. So they gave you options. No, no, no. But I was like, I was thinking back. I was like, what's a very eighties person? And I'm like, and I don't know why I like. And you I, went with Joan Jett, and it was you were a right. Jimmy Neutron brain blast. I had to go deep into my noggin. Wow! And I pulled out Joan Jett, and it was right. I was very. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a great guess. Mm-hmm. Got it right. But yeah, we won, and we got a free beer, so it was good times. Good times on Wednesday. Wait, night. is is this that you get free uh, six free beers, and there's more than six of you in the on the team? That's so you get a free six pack when you win best name, which oh, our name this name. week we didn't win. Was Pulisic's pulverized pelvis? It's a good name. What beat that? Uh, something I can't say on the radio. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. All right. That works. Yeah. You know who's? But, the, yeah, you know we who's won, the, uh, we want. So you get you get a free six pack if you win best name, and then you win a thirty dollars gift card for first place. Right. And the beers are like four or five bucks, so it was great. Is she like? Is she like advertising low key for wherever this? She hasn't even yeah. said it. So I know, no, I know. it's the worst ad no, ever. No, I said it because I don't want more people to show up. Because you don't. Want more. <laughs> you know who the you know who the ringer is? The ringer on that team, Adam Hill. Adam Hill. Oh, I thought it was Andy Yamashata. Oh, Andy. Hey, he worked at a fish shop, and I don't think he would have ever needed to know. Like he never thought he would use his fish knowledge, but he has come in so clutch. With bivalve and like clam questions, so Andy, Andy's great. Like a fish shop that sold fish to eat, or like sold a fish monger pets. Like no, no fish shop like that sold fish to eat. Oh, okay. Yeah, like oh, monger. okay. Up okay. in Washington, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. So he's coming in clutch with the bivalve questions for All right. sure. All right, diverse uh, group for information, and you're the one pulling <laughs> Joan Jet out. Joan Jet, that's what I'm good for. Jesus. All right, she's Cassie Soto. Uh, Mexico sucks, Cassie. Thanks for joining <laughs> Thank you. the show. That's a shame. <laughs> See ya. We got Luke Bryan yeah. tickets to give away. Yeah. If you want to go see Luke Bryan, he's coming to Las Vegas. He's actually here right now. Got a residency at Resorts World, but we got tickets for December 7th, 702-364-1100. That's the phone number. Caller 11 right now is going to win tickets to go see Luke Bryan at Resorts World on December 7th, 702-364-1100. Matt Nagy, who was the offensive coordinator then, he really liked me, so he gave me the plays they were going to go over the night before. So, of course, I crushed the meeting. I stayed up all night studying those plays. <laughs> As the process went on, I got a feeling that I was kind of going up in the draft. I had a couple of teams that said they were going to draft me, and they're, I mean, that's true. Like, it's not like these coaches are making that up. I kind of gave a little inside info to the, the Chiefs, and I was like, hey, if y'all let me go anywhere below... At the time, I didn't know about the Saints, but I was like, Y'all let me go 12 or below. I'm going to get drafted by someone else. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Congratulations to Joshua, Wayne, and Reed. They all won something today from us. Plus, John has a shot at 100 bucks thanks to Dollar Loan Center. Um, biggest game in UNLV football in the last eight years, kicks off in less than nine minutes. Buffalo and if, Akron. If Akron, Jared is now going to try to find it. On the is it oh, actually, I wanted to ask you a question. Is it a failing, as uh, putting my manager hat on, is it a failing that I didn't reach out 
to like air this game to air this game absolute yes. biggest <laughs> game in UNLV we air every UNLV game and this is the biggest one they got we should have sent we should have sent Russ Langer yes <laughs> Russ Langer to call the game would have been great uh, so that kicks off at 10 o'clock uh, Jared I think you went past it Danny is frantically trying to get your attention um, kicks off at 10 o'clock if Akron wins UNLV is going to a bowl game if Buffalo wins, I'm just giving Danny the damn remote. If Buffalo wins, yeah, the guide is not right. Put it on CBS Sports Network, and that should be the right channel. Uh, if Buffalo wins, then UNLV is not going to a bowl game without a head coach. Um, I I need to give you guys a a stat that I looked up yesterday because I have been a little annoyed with people that keep saying that Marcus Arroyo only had two years because the first year didn't count. Danny Tarkanian was on Twitter saying this. Yeah. Um, D- well, he's fun. Speaking he of was losers. arguing with Mike Grimala. DT, DT started arguing with Grimala. Yeah, right. which was Funny. great. Well, um, if anyone knows how to lose something like a job, it's <laughs> Danny Tarkanian. But a lot of people, including Danny Tarkanian, are like try to argue that the first year didn't count for Marcus Arroyo because right. it was COVID. And we've had this conversation a lot about, well, everybody had to deal with the same issues yeah, as Marcus COVID. Arroyo. Everyone had to deal with it. And I would, make, I, I would make one point. Marcus Arroyo got paid that year, didn't he? Sure he did. Like, if the season didn't count, well, yeah. why do you take a paycheck? Yeah. Uh, he was the highest paid coach in UNLV history. That's the, that year was the most a UNLV coach has ever been paid. And he, 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 he cashed his paycheck, as far as I know. I, uh, I think Danny maybe lost. Uh, Danny looks lost. We do not have that game on our <laughs> television in here. But here's the stat for you. Just to just to put this out there to really uh, hammer home what happened in that 2020 season, even if you wanted to argue like, oh, uh, it was a COVID year, it wasn't really fair, we shouldn't really judge uh, a coach based on that. Not only did UNLV go 0 and six that season, UNLV in 2020 in their six game schedule was outscored in every single half. Of football. They did not win a single half of football in 2020. Not one time. First half, go into halftime with the lead, or hey, you're getting crushed by 30. Just come out and win the second half. 10 yeah, to like seven. 10 to 7, and the other team's lying down anyway, and they're not playing anybody. Not once did that happen in 2020. That was one of the most horrific football teams that has ever played college football. It's Ooh, one a it, big statement. It might be the worst UNLV team UN- of all time. That's a really UNLV. Big <laughs> UNLV does have a team. I, what, what, what did we figure out? Like the '96 team. That, yeah, Bill Connolly of ESPN had them. I think as the worst team to ever play college football in the '90s. Yeah, no, like ever. ever. Like they were no, the, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, was it yeah, a team it was in the, the 90s? Team in the '90s. The team that went 0 six might be worse. They were not competitive in a single game. They did not win a single half. Like, it, they were a joke of a football team. That was a horrific team that, okay, if they had gone two and four, then you look around and say, oh, okay, like, all right, like, it, you weren't expected to win a lot of games. Or or even if they had just lost a game by, like, three. But they right. got blown out in every game. And they or even if they would have tied in a half. Right, uh, yeah, it would have been better. 10-10. Couldn't do it. That was a horrible, horrible football team and a horrible season. And the reason that I get annoyed with people saying, well, that season shouldn't count. They're the ones that are giving Arroyo credit for progress. When the progress is from him having the worst football team of all time. 
Like they're giving him progress for having the worst football team of all time and being better than that. That's not that's not good. That's not good at all. So saying that year doesn't count is completely foolish. And here, oh, here's the other question I would have. If UNLV went three and three that year, would these people be saying it didn't count? Of course not. Yeah. Of course if, not. If they went three and three and then two and ten yeah. and then five and seven, yeah. would any of them say no, that the first year didn't count? Of course not. Not a chance. No. Not a chance. No. And, and oh, by the way, if they remember, won two games. Right. Remember, Marcus Arroyo is the coach that came out and said, ah, we're treating these games like spring practice. Right. Right. He as, got you paid, sh- as you said, you get paid a lot for that. He got paid like $1.3 that season to coach six spring practice yeah. games. He should have been fired then <laughs> for saying that. That's un- That was the first sign that this was not going to work. I've been told to not say anything anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is that 96-team, the uh, John Denton Owen whatever team? I want to say beats, that, that that beat San Diego State in the last game of the season. We'll we'll have to find that out. But are we doing? Are we doing in the locker room? Thirty-two twenty-six is my score prediction. I don't care about score predictions for football, Jared. The World Cup's on. One nil. Two one to the United States. One nil. By the way, the Netherlands over here. They're they're sick. By the way. That's a country that doesn't even know what color their flag is. They run around in all orange, orange. and their flag's red, white, and blue. blue. Now, apparently at one point, there was like a king or had some stupid title, and he was like, make the flag blue, white, and orange. So at one point, there was orange, and they just were like, that's our color, even though later on, they changed the flag to be red, white, and blue. They don't even know what color the flag is. You know, I made my pick before I knew all these guys had the flu. It's yeah, they got typical. the flu, Ed. Typical. You typical can change your pick with more information. 32-26. I'm, st- I'm standing behind it. I got you. I don't like to change picks. I don't. I, I did that with the Bengals last year. No, you change it every week. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I did it with the Bengals last year. And it kind of worked out. Yeah. They went to the Super Bowl. What's your, what's your Raiders score? 32-26. All right. I don't care about the Raiders. We're beating nah, the I'm Netherlands. More, more interested in the Netherlands, USA. Knock them out. I'm uh, more interested in Akron. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Two minutes away from the biggest game in UNLV history.